Can you hear me? There you are. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Oh, you're really loud. Oh. <laughs> All right. Welcome into the, welcome into the podcast. Hey, we're back. Technical difficulties spreading into week number two. Oh, don't like that. But we're here. We're yeah. Made. So last week we recorded a whole um, episode, and it turned out that uh, maybe the microphone was just muted or something. I'm not sure, but it's still not working. And I can't figure it out. So, trying a new way today. Oh, that's frustrating. It was a good episode. Sorry, it was. It was the best it. ever. We both did perfect on our picks. I wish. Hey, but, we gotta take this opportunity. <laughs> Not exactly perfect, but we did pretty well. I went eleven three. You went nine and five. You did good last week. You you're catching up to me. Yes, yes. I'm mounting, man. I'm mounting. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Underdog and spread picks, you went two and one in both uh, sections. I went one and two, so not as good. But we're getting there. We're getting. We're more than halfway through. We're getting close to the end, and we got to make our runs, or we're gonna run out of time. Yeah, no, we're we're doing it right now. I think Mm -hmm. uh, we're at least not losing points to the people ahead of us. That's. I am a little bit. Did you? I, I was I was only four behind fourth place, and now I'm like six. Uh oh. All right. Yeah. So I. Not too bad. You still got plenty of time. Every week, though, I look at the ones that I got wrong, and I'm like, you know what? That was one of the ones I wasn't sure about. Yeah. yeah. That was that's one of the ones I, I I played it cute. That's one of the ones you know, and it's just so annoying because I don't know which ones to flip, and of course nobody does <laughs> yeah. until afterwards. Um, we did have some more injuries last week. Yeah, big one. Joe Burrow. He'll be gone for the season. He's gonna he will require surgery to repair a torn ligament in his in the wrist of his throwing hand. That's huge news right there. I saw a uh, a bit of a stat. It was kind of a Joe Burrow Lavar Lavar Lamar Jackson stat. It was uh, Lamar Jackson is seen as an injury risk because of his running. Yet he has had like half of the of the um, outs due to injury that Joe Burrow has over the last three seasons. Yeah, I saw that too. It's interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, were they Aaron saying like Jones. when it, when it happens to oh. Joe Burrow with or son, he's a gunslinger. Happens to uh, Lamar Jackson. It's because of his style of play. Yeah, it, I think it just goes to show that everybody is different. And, you know, some people just get injured more than others. Yes, yeah. Lamar Jackson is more likely to – he's going to get tackled more often. But I suspect that those tackles are less big because when you're running, it's easier to to kind of shade off a little bit and make that hit a little bit easier or rather than just getting blindsided back in the pocket. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's a good and a bad. It's, it's interesting. Um, Aaron Jones with a knee – um, five carries, and then he was out of the game, carted off to the locker room. Um, co- head coach Matt LaFleur doesn't expect it to be a long-term issue. Um, MRI has shown an MCL sprain considered week to week. I have Jones in um, a league, and uh, he's been he's been up and down. He's been somebody who's like, sometimes I'm happy after the week, and sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I had another guy I could play instead, instead of him. I was very happy to unload him in my dynasty league 
Got nice. Got a first round pick for him. Good per- timing. Perfect timing. Yeah, you also got rid of a uh, Will Levis. Yep. Got two and... seconds for that. I'm happy about that because he's not going to be any good. Yeah, I will say after the first game, it was like, wow, this guy's going to be something. And then everybody realized, all right, just take away the deep ball, and he's nothing. And he has been terrible. Yes, sir. The saddest injury of the week. Oh, this one one hurt me a lot. The darling. He had, you know, three games in a row where he was just going to be the next Barry Sanders. And then injury out for weeks and weeks, comes back. Injured immediately again, re-aggravating the same injury. I'm surprised because I would think that they wouldn't even consider putting him back out there unless he was 100%. So how do you re-aggravate that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's a strange situation. Hope the best for him. They uh, they didn't rule him out in the game, so he's still his status is up in the air for this for this week. Yeah. What I heard after the fact was that he wanted to go back in, and the coaching staff said, "No, we're not risking that." Yeah. No, that's smart. Yeah. So I suspect that it wasn't that big of a deal, but they just, you know. Yeah, you don't want to re-aggravate yeah. the re-aggravation in the same game, so. <clears throat> they were, they won the game anyway, right? It was the right decision. Yeah, they didn't need them. Sucks I, for, you I, know, I, my DFS lineups and stuff, but yeah, it worked. I needed them. I just needed literally two points from him. Because well, you have him in, like, two or three leagues? I have him in leagues? two leagues. One, one league I had him in, I um I still won that, that league, but Another league I had him in, I lost by 1.6. The one where you won, I believe, was when you demolished me. Uh, No, the one I won was again, um, in your league. Oh, you don't have him in the keeper league? No, I do not. Okay, that explains why you demolished me. All right. <laughs> uh, Ken Walker with an oblique. This is interesting to me because I have Charbonnet in our Dynasty League. Ooh. and. Um, I want to know what Charbonnet is. I want to know if he's good. The problem is they're playing against the 49ers, I think. Yeah, he's got what, so, Niners, Cowboys, Niners again in three weeks. So if he gets a start in all three, it's, it's not going to be great for him. No, but if he does great, then we know he's something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Cooper Cup back out. I, you know, I hope that, I hope he's okay. But at the same time, I have Puka Nakua in our Dynasty League. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Unfortunately for Cooper, it's looking like he's – I mean, is he just an injury risk right now? Yeah, it's the age, constant injuries. It's, it's, not, it's not fun to watch as a Rams fan because he's, he can be so great. And if you get him and Puka going at the same time with Matthew Stafford healthy, that team could be real dangerous. But he's out again. Uh, he's uncertain for this week. I would, yeah. I would say against the Cardinals, probably let him sit, heal up. Yeah. All right. So, uh, some unexpected things this week. Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I said the Giants wouldn't win another game, but I was apparently wrong, or maybe uh, I just learned that I underestimated how bad the Commanders could be. <laughs> I honestly, they traded those players away those linebackers and I thought they were going to be terrible and they were kind of holding it together. And then this week, Tommy DeVito just demolished them. Yeah. He threw for two forty six and three touchdowns. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that going forward, but we'll talk about it when we get to the giants and 49ers games, not 49ers, the commanders, um, the, the Broncos against the Vikings, the Broncos have been coming on and you know what? They, 
they did it. They beat the Vikings, and I'm upset. Yeah, no, they're trying to prove something. They they might actually be good. Yeah, impressive come from behind win against the Vikings. They're down 17-9 in the fourth quarter. I don't like it. Yeah, now they hold the longest active win streak in the league, four wins in a row. Don't like any of it. No, it's, it's still hard to gauge who this team really is. Well, I don't like it because they beat the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the Chargers, I, I, we keep saying, you know, the Chargers are better than the record. They're better than the record. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think they are. I don't know. I just – I have this blind spot for the Chargers, but I have to – I have to look beyond it now because they just lost to the Packers. And I didn't think that was what was going to happen. I thought they were better than the Packers. Yeah, we'll get into more of that when we get to the Chargers game. I got some things to say about them, but it's uh, it's not looking good for them. Yeah, this is one of the best football weeks of all time. Um, not Well, maybe of all time. Um, because we have Thanksgiving week, which is always the best. But then we have another game on Friday. What the heck is this? Yes, first ever Black Friday game. Of course, leave it to Amazon to make football about shopping. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure they they bought the rights to this. They really wanted it, and they yeah. uh, they thought they were getting a good matchup between the Dolphins and the Aaron Rodgers led Jets. They thought they thought they were. Now they get Trevor Simeon. Who, who's going to be the? Who's going to play? Uh, geez, I forget now. I think Simeon is a backup. I don't even remember. I don't think it matters. Probably doesn't. It's they're gonna suck either way. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if putting anybody else in over anyone else on that roster over Zach Wilson is not great. I think that they were losing the locker room and they had to make a change. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we have oh, our Tim first... Boyle. Tim Boyle is kind of. Any relation to Susan Boyle? I hope not. <laughs> Maybe he throws as well as she sings. All right, that's that would be very good for the Jets. <laughs> It'd be a weird, like, family kind of connection if those were the things that kept them that made them related. <laughs> All right, we have uh, the Packers. At the Lions. Oh, no bye weeks. Uh, Packers by the way. are. Was that? No bye weeks, by the way, this this week. Yeah, fancy. Well, they had to get enough games for four different days. So. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's gonna be beautiful. I I hope my um my bankroll in uh, the draft books uh, grows a little bit because right now I'm not gonna be able to hang all weekend. Oh, need to win. Packers four and six at the Lions eight and two. Lions are seven and a half point favorites. Over under forty seven. Yeah, the Lions have been really good this season. Even when they aren't at their best, they're finding ways to win. Like last week, down 26-14 in the fourth quarter, come back and beat the Bears. Uh, they've had one bad game this year, and it was against the top-ranked Ravens defense, so that's not surprising. Uh, and the Packers, are they're nowhere near the top of any rankings, and will they're going to have a lot of trouble stopping Detroit's impressive offensive explosions. <laughs> Yeah, especially with with Montgomery back. Just, I mean, the he just brings there's there's the the thunder and the lightning. You know, like oh yeah, I Montgomery's just very good, and we didn't even I thought that he was good on the Bears, but it turns out that a you know behind a, a reasonable offensive line, he can be great. Yeah, you know he he was decent on the Bears, but with them giving up on him, I I almost wrote him off like he, this was going to be his career, like not. 
not going to accomplish yeah. much after that, but go to the Lions and he looks fantastic. Yeah, I um, and like yeah. you said, that one-two punch him and Jameer Gibbs is it's been great. The offensive line is impressive. Yeah, and then you got you know, Amon Ross St. Brown and and Laporta and Jared Goff is a good quarterback. Yeah, he he. I don't know what went wrong with him and with the Rams. Maybe it was simply he needed to have somebody give up on him to push him. You know what I mean? Maybe. Um, but even then, maybe you know, with the Rams, he had some good years. So. Oh, he definitely did. With I keep yeah. seeing uh, uh, things of what happened five years ago between uh, the Rams and the Chiefs game that put up a hundred and something points on Monday night game, Monday night football. Oh man, that so, would have been a good one to bet on. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Goff, he can be good and he's, he's proven it. He's, he's been great with the, the lions this year. Yeah. So uh, I picked the lions as did I, and this appears to be one of your spread picks. So you have the lions beating the Packers by uh, at least eight. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Next game is the Commanders four and seven, at the Cowboys seven and three, and the Cowboys the over under is twelve and a half. Over, wait, wait, the over under is forty nine. The spread is twelve and a half. The Cowboys have been demolishing teams. Yeah, this is their third straight week being favored by more than ten points. And the Cowboys, wait, and the Commanders just lost to Tommy DeVito last week. I chose the Cowboys as a spread, and it was against I forgot who. But I, but it was like sixteen. It was some ridiculous number. I'm choosing the Cowboys again to win, and the spread. They're I. They're going to win by twenty. Yeah, I don't see if if Washington can't stop Tommy DeVito. I don't see how they stop Dallas in any fashion with the way they've been playing lately. Uh, Cowboys it's should win. Yeah, and, the D- Dallas might be. They might be one of the. I mean, if they're one of the best. They might be the best team in the NFL. I mean, who do we have? Up there, we have the Eagles, the Chiefs, Niners, Niners, maybe the Niners. Well, uh, last two weeks, Niners are showing who they yeah. really are. Okay, they're back. So, okay, so Eagles, Chiefs, Niners, Cowboys. Is that a top four? Or do you think that somebody should be kicked out for another team? No, it sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I mean, I hate saying because I hate the Cowboys, but. Yeah, I mean, I would consider maybe the Bills if they figured it out. The Ravens are up there. Ravens are up there. Dolphins, if they can figure out how to beat good yeah. teams. The Jaguars aren't far and the Lions aren't far, but that's maybe who I would go after them. I, I would put Lions above. I would say Lions and Ravens are the two teams that are right next to the, the fourth, the top four. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And the Cowboys have just been no mercy demolishing teams. I expect it again. It's a good one. It's a good one on Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. And then the the night game here is the 49ers that we were just talking about, 7-3 and three at the Seattle Seahawks, 6-4. and four. 49ers are favored by 7. Over-under is 44. These 49ers are looking good again with Debo back. Yeah, they uh, got back on track since the return of Debo and acquisition of Chase Young. Seahawks have shown flashes this year, but they're not playing anywhere near the way they did last year. They managed to beat the Lions in week two, but they've struggled against other top teams in the league. San Fran is another top team that they'll most likely struggle against, especially with Geno Smith. He's banged up. They're going to have they're going to be without Ken Walker this week. And the Geno magic from last year is just gone. He's just not yeah. that. He he had a flash in the pan, really good one season. I mean, Jay Cutler had one really good season, right? Like, 
sometimes yeah. that happens. Then you just go back to who you were. And I don't understand how it happens, but it does. Yeah, people can have that good year. Like, what was it? Um, was it Matt Flynn who had that really great year, then got signed to a big contract in Seattle? And then yeah, he came in as a as a backup, like a la like Case Keenum for the Vikings. I think I don't know if he ever played a whole year. Flynn, Matt, yeah, did um, he? He, he I, I don't know if it's a whole season, but he played well enough to get a contract in Seattle. And then yeah. even before the season, the next season started, he was demoted because of uh, for Russell, Wilson, Russell Wilson. I think right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then we have black. So we both took the 49ers there. And again, you picked the 49ers on a spread. So you expect them to win by that, that seven-point spread. Yeah, I think this should be an easy win for them. If they're playing at peak performance like they have the last two weeks, I don't see him. I don't. I don't, see I don't disagree. Yeah. So yeah, this is an interesting one. On and it could be an – what was that? So, yeah, I got two spread picks on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And you could have a third on uh, Friday, but you don't. No, I don't. Black Friday football. Dolphins who are seven and three at the Jets who are six and four. Dolphins are ten point favorites. Jets are over under forty one. Uh, ten point favorites. So that's they're assuming the score is going to be something like thirty one to ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mess. No, 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 no. Ten point favorites. So twenty five to fifteen. Still a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, st- still still a mess and i don't i mean tim boyle has he my understanding is i don't think tim boyle's ever won a game i don't know how many points he's going to put up but that if i feels like the dorian thompson robinson story that i was telling myself last week because the jets have a good defense so could they hold it together you know yeah that's gonna be tough against the dolphins they are some high flying offensive powered craziness going on with tyreek he just he can't be stopped <clears throat> Yeah, he's getting better, it seems, with age. Like, he was good in his early mid-20s, but he's in his upper 20s now, and it's just like he's not slowing down at all. No, I, I think he's he's smarter in the game, too. He just he, he knows where to be on the field at all times. Yeah, and he has a quarterback that can get him the ball, which True. is – I mean, not that he didn't when he was with Mahomes, obviously, but with Mahomes, there was also Kelsey. Here, there isn't really a really big number two. I mean, Waddle's there, but he's not Kelsey, you know? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> it's easy to force the ball to Tyreek over and over again. And it's easy for him because he can catch it. He can catch anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m., Jaguars 7-3 and three against the Texans 6-4. and four. The Texans are 6-4. and four. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Jaguars are favored by 1.5. Over-under is pretty high, 48.5. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Uh, this could be an over game, too. Both these teams can put up points. You saw Trevor Lawrence play very well last week. Um, For the first time, he stole he stole the running touchdowns. You got to give those to ETN. He had two rushing touchdowns. It's crazy, which I wasn't a big fan of. I have him in the, the Dynasty League, and I don't want him to do well right now. Save it for next year. Yeah, time. I, I was looking at this game, and it's a big, like, it's tight. It's a big, tight game. So I was doing my, my deep dive into this one to figure out where which side I wanted to land on. So these defenses are essentially giving up the same amount of yards and points on defense. Um, their passing yards, their rushing yards on offense, it's all uh, on defense. It's all very similar. There are differences on offense, though. The, the Texans earn about 40 more yards per game. But again, um, they score about the same amount on a per, on a per game basis. Uh, the Jaguars' three losses are against 
this Texans team, um, the 49ers and the Chiefs. Um, they have a notable win against the Bills. The Texans, though, have lost to, to some low-class teams. They've lost to the Panthers, Colts, Falcons, and the Ravens, but the Ravens are good. But Panthers, Colts, and Falcons are three teams that the Texans have lost to. They're not very good. Yeah. Um, notably, the Texans have beaten the Bengals recently. Um, sure. It all feels very tight to me. It's an even matchup here. I'm giving it to the Jags because it's possible that Trevor Lawrence is turning a corner. He just had one of the best games of his career, four total touchdowns, no interceptions, highest uh, passing rating uh, for Lawrence of the season. So I, I am taking the Jaguars, um, but I do. I, it's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's going to be a good game. Like you said, Houston, they won their first meeting against the Jags back in week three. Since then, they've been pr- trying to prove that that wasn't a fluke. They did start 0-2 before that win. So they, they look like the Texans of the past, but now with CJ Stroud, they look great. Uh, I think they've done they, – I think they've started to prove that it wasn't a fluke. They've won five of the last seven games, including a three-game win streak going into this week. The Jags, in that same amount of time, they've won six of, of their seven games. And they've both been playing great football. Uh, similarities continue if you look at their rankings on defense, with both teams being great against the run. So I'm seeing this game as uh, – a lot of passing attempts. If it comes down to that, CJ Shroud should have the upper hand as he throws for almost 60 more yards per game. I believe that's going to help the Texans get a win and take over the top spot in the division against Jacksonville. Well, this would be a good one for us to uh, to battle it out on yes. Texans and Jags. All right. Texans, my first underdog pick. Yeah. And those underdog picks where it's only like plus one and a half, those are nice ones to have because they're like more likely. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. All right. What do we got next? The Steelers, six and four at the Bengals, five and five. Oh, I hate this game. Steelers are favored because the Bengals lost Joe Burrow. Yes. No more baby hands. It's another interesting one. Last week, the Steelers played against the Browns, who had just lost Sean Watson and played DTR. Now they're playing against another backup quarterback. I trusted the Steelers last week against the backup QB, and it didn't work out. But that was because the Browns' defense is still strong. The Bengals' defense isn't quite as scary. Steelers fired Matt Canada, so that's some addition by subtraction for them as well. I hate it. I, I do believe that the Steelers win this one because the Bengals' offense very well might not be able to do much of anything with who's the backup playing. I am not even sure. Browning, oh, Jake Browning? Jake Browning. I don't know that he can actually run this offense and score points. I do know that the Steelers can score points on the Bengals. And because of that, I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, I I don't know if the Bengals can rally behind Jake Browning. Like Zach said, their defense isn't very scary. And I don't trust Browning to be able to fight his way back in any game if they go down early. It's also hard to imagine the Steelers taking an early lead with this in this game. But how bad with a how bad with how bad their offense has been, but Pittsburgh uh, getting rid of offensive coordinator Matt Canada may be the spark they need to move the ball against a defense that's been giving up 400 yards per game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bengals defense has just been completely trash this year. So because of that, because of hopefully the spark they're going to get from a new offensive coordinator, I- I'm taking the Steelers also. Like the yeah, 
I, I feel like the Steelers locker room, they're going to be very happy about this. I, I Did you see that video about um was it Chris Boswell, the kicker, saying something no. behind Matt Canada? There was a win a couple of weeks ago. Matt Canada was was celebrating it. And you see uh, Chris Boswell walk behind him, and he says, it wasn't because of you. Jeez. Oh, yeah. And that's the so, kicker. <laughs> and that's the kicker, yes. Yeah. So I think this, this locker room is going to be very happy, and they're going to be playing pretty hard to get this win. Especially over yeah, the more we rival. talk about it, the more I'm on the Steelers' side. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that uh, uh, minus one, they could win by 10 because the Bengals might not score much at all. The, the Bengals might get six, nine points, you know, get, get lucky, get a few field goals. The Steelers could could score 20. It's not crazy. Um, yeah, it's good. yeah I, I like the Steelers in that. The next one is interesting, and I'm just reading what you had written here. And I agree with you, man. That the Panthers one and nine against the Texans against the Titans three and seven. Titans are three and a half point favorites. That might be too high. Over under thirty six yeah. and a half. Yeah, in this game, I'm very tempted to take the Panthers. Neither... I was trying to find reasons to take the Panthers. I was Me, searching yeah, for reasons. Me too. Uh, neither team. Neither team has been playing well. Both averaging well under two hundred passing yards a game, and less than. Burp, 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 burp. And breaking less... news. Oh, no. Did you see that breaking news? I see it now. Yeah. Howard Williams. Yes, I'm so happy about IR. that. I'm going to throw him in my starting lineup now. There you go. All right. Sorry to break right. in, but breaking oh. news doesn't wait. <laughs> it does not. All right. Back to the Panthers-Titans. Uh, yeah, like I said, neither team has been playing well, both averaging under well under 200 passing yards a game and less than 17 points a game. The Panthers have statistically been much better on defense, except where it counts, and that's points given up. They're thirty first. They're thirty first in the league, giving up over twenty seven points per game. Where the Titans are seventeenth, giving up twenty one points to opponents. This game is real close. Uh, I'm giving it to the Titans at home, uh, mainly because all three of their wins have been at home, and Carolina mm-hmm. hasn't won on the road. There you go. Yeah, these teams are both very inadequate. In their last three games, each team has scored thirty six points total combined in three games that's crazy in that same stretch the titans have given up 74 so more than double and the panthers have given up 76 again more than double this is the top this is like the most toss-up of any toss-up game i'm picking the titans because they're at home but i don't like it it could go either way but when you look at the stats you have to pick the Titans. if you're if you're looking at the stats you pick the titans basically yeah. Um, the Panthers are just not playing well. They just aren't. No, what what happened to that run game they had last year? They get rid of CMC. The Panthers? And, yeah, the Panthers had a good run run game after they got rid of CMC last year. This year they did. It's, it's gone. They they took uh, they um Miles Sanders, Sanders just isn't good. He's just no, not good. Not. And Chuba is not a number one. Like he's yeah. a you bring him in for a change of pace, he'll give you four runs and he can get five yards of carry. But if you give him fifteen carries, he's He's just not going to do it. It's true. I don't know why, but he's just not. Um, so we both picked the, the Titans in that one. Yes, sir. The Saints are 5-5 five and five at the Falcons, who are 4-6. and six. The Falcons are one-point favorites um, for some reason. <laughs> um, over under 42, not to give it away. <laughs> but New Orleans has won two of their last three. Falcons are on an 0-3 streak. 
Um, neither team has played any notable teams in that stretch. Well, maybe it is notable that the Falcons lost to the Cardinals, the Dobbs-led Vikings, and the Will Levis-led Titans. Saints simply are playing less terrible than the Falcons. The Falcons <laughs> are playing really bad. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're... And they're going back to Desmond Ritter. Yeah, the Falcons are sending... Who they left because he was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the Falcons are sending Taylor Heineke back to the bench. They have declared Ritter the starter for the rest of the season. After three straight losses behind Heineke taking snaps, uh, while Ritter has won some games this season, I'm not convinced he's the better QB. Derek Carr is still in the pro- in concussion protocol from Week 10. And uh, it's not known if he'll play this week. But even if he doesn't, the Saints still have two other QBs in Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Don't say Taysom Hill. <laughs> I, I'm saying Taysom Hill because I think even as a tight end, he's a better quarterback than any of the Falcons quarterbacks. It, uh, he's, he, it might be. He's, he certainly is more competent because he can run the ball. But when yes. Taysom throws it, it's not very good. No, but he's smart enough to not throw it when he doesn't, when he shouldn't. That's, that's yeah, the... I do believe – so this is a question, and it sounds like you just answered it, but if Derek Carr's out and it's Jameis with um, a smattering of Taysom Hill coming in, how do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm still on the side of the Saints with that. I'm fine with it. I know Jameis is known for throwing to the other team a lot, but yeah. he, he's also known for airing it out, and that's going to help Chris Olave. Uh, that's like that's gonna push back to defense and give more space for Alvin Kamara. So I, I either way, I'm taking the Saints in this one. Did I see something this week about Michael Thomas going on IR? Yes, he did. Knee injury. Yeah, I mean, he he was making an impact. He's he's uh, been decent this year. He's not Michael Thomas yeah. of past, but he's he's been usable in their offense. He's he's been better than he had been for the last two years because he didn't play for two years. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so we both have the Saints, um, and we're both taking them as the underdog against the Falcons, basically because the Falcons are playing terrible. Yeah, they they can't they they don't know what to do on offense. They're not getting the the ball to their playmakers. They're not giving the ball to Bijan enough. They can't ever get the ball to Kyle Pitts. It's and Drake London. I mean, it's they <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have three guys that should be some the best at their position, like up there. Yeah, and they're just. They, they instead they throw the ball to Janu Smith and they give the ball to Tyler Algier and like I just don't understand. Yeah, they well the last three years they spend the first round picks on Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan, and they're not utilizing them the way they should be. It's, yeah, it's a it's a damn shame. It's that Arthur Smith hating fantasy football and not giving the ball to people that need the ball. The Bucks four and six. Against the Colts, five and five. This was one that I went back and forth on. Colts are two and a half point favorites. Over under is forty four. This one I went back and forth on, so I did some research. Let's see. The Bucks have six losses. That checks out. Four of them came against the Eagles, Lions, Bills, and Forty ers Those are hard teams. Um, they have real no notable high end wins. Uh, the Colts' losses have mostly come against playoff teams. Uh, they have one notable win in Week 3 against the Ravens, so the Colts get the edge up there. Both of these teams are just middle teams who win and lose mostly when they should. I don't see any home road trends for this team. For these teams. The, 
the Bucks have a good top six rushing defense to go against Jonathan Taylor. Taylor, but the Bucks, but the Bucks passing defense is the second worst in the league. The Bucks also have the single worst rushing attack on offense. Um, the Colts score five more points per game than the Bucks, but they also give up five more points. <laughs> it's a very evenly matched. I'm giving it to the Colts because they're at home. Yeah, uh, it's another game where I don't trust either team. They both haven't been good on offense, but somehow the Colts are top 10 in scoring, where the Bucks are bottom 10. Uh, Wild. Neither team has been good on defense, but somehow the Bucks are top 10 in points given up, where the Colts are bottom 10. It's flip-flop. Probably it's like pace of play, I think. Yeah. Like, the Colts, they score a lot, but they also give up a lot. Yeah, like the Saints-Falcons game, I'm basing this one on what have they done for me lately. The Bucks have lost five of their last six, and the, uh, the Colts have won two in a row, Come, yeah. and, uh, and they're coming off a bye. So I'm, I'm taking the Colts to win this. Yeah. And they're at home, and yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Patriots, two and eight. At the Giants, who are three and eight, uh, Patriots are three and a half point favorites. Over under is a gross thirty three and a half. I refuse to believe that Tommy DeVito is good. He beat up a tanking not... Commanders team. Uh, on the flip side, the Patriots are also playing bad. They're not sure who they're going to play at QB this week. Could be Zappy. Could be Mac Jones. It feels like they're also going for a natural tank. <laughs> and. And here's the deal. If Bill, ben- Bill Belichick wanted to, I think he could play with Tommy DeVito and just ruin him. I think that Bill Belichick could build up a defensive strategy to do that. But does Bill want to? Does he want to win? The Patriots' only two wins this season have come against divisional teams who he has a rivalry with, right? Maybe he wants to tank, get a great pick for the Patriots, but there's some games he's got to he's got to try, and it's like the Jets and the Bills, right? Does that make any sense? Yeah, that's making sense to me. Although the Giants' three wins have been against the Cardinals pre Kyler, and twice against the Commanders. So I'm just the, the Giants are bad, the Patriots are bad. I'm picking the Giants to win mostly because they're at home, and then partly because I think the Patriots are the better run organization. And the best thing for these teams is to lose. And I, am I saying the Pats are going to lose the game? Look, I'm not sure if potentially benching Mac Jones for Zappi is supposed to help, but I am 100%, 100% sure that the Crafts would be okay losing out the rest of the season if it means they got Caleb Williams. See, going off of what you're saying about Bill Belichick, yes, he's a very smart coach, but he also might not be coaching the Patriots next year. See, I th- see. this is, I believe, just to go along with my conspiracy here. These are planted by the Crafts and by Bill Belichick to make it seem like the tank. So the tank isn't as obvious. All right. All right. Yeah, but, but I can see that. I, I'm thinking... I mean, I'm trying to create the narrative in my head, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking Bill Belichick is knowing that he's not going to, if he knows he's not going to be in New England he would want to screw over New England and get more wins so they have a worse draft pick. Yeah, but didn't he just sign an extension this year, midseason? Yes, like three weeks ago. Right. But now I'm already seeing reports that he could be 
going to Washington or something like that. Like, yeah, I, I see. And that's, that's the thing. I think that I'm going a tinfoil hat, but I think that those are to hide the fact that they just want to lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's one of those games, this, this game, neither of these teams should win. It's going to be a terrible game. I have to make a decision. I'm taking the giants because they're at home. But also, like, if there's any truth to that, I think that, you know, there is a benefit to the Patriots for losing. And I think that they, more than the Giants, would take advantage of that benefit. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree with you. Uh, both the teams have been absolutely horrible. They're 31st and 32nd in scoring. They're both bottom five in yards per game. They're both bottom 10 in points scored against them. The biggest difference between these two is Saquon Barkley. He has over 100 yards from scrimmage in five of the last six games. And he's the only player on either team that has played well all, all season. Uh, to me, Saquon is the True. key to victory. And if they can get him going against the New England defense that isn't horrible against the run, I can see the Giants getting another win somehow with Tommy DeVito. I, uh, I'm taking the Giants to win. I don't like it. I don't, like, I don't want to pick either team. No. But, but we both picked them as the underdogs. So. Underdogs at home, yeah. Underdogs. All right, then we have the Rams four and six at the Cardinals, who are two and nine. Uh, the, we don't. I. The line has moved. The Rams were favored by half a point. Now yeah. the line has moved to Cardinals favored by one. Right. The over under is forty four and a half. This line could move back again, but I, I don't really know where it's going to line where it's going to line up. So, um, yeah. if you are taking the Rams, and I'm not sure if you are or not, um, we'll just give you the, we'll give you the underdog because because we're not sure, and because they were when you picked them. As of this recording, they are the underdog. I am picking where huh? <laughs> they're the underdog. Where on DK DraftKings? You said I thought you said that the. Oh, they are the underdog. Oh, okay. It moved because they were the favorite. They gotcha. were, yeah, they were favorited two days ago. And then when I looked at the DraftKings sportsbook line this morning, the line had moved yep. to Cardinals minus one. Okay, understood. I get it. All right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and breaking news: the Rams get Kyron Williams back. We uh, and it, it couldn't come at a better time. Uh, with Cooper Cup most likely not at one hundred percent. I would say hopefully misses this game to get healthy. Uh, I think it's great that Kyron Williams, is, Kyron Williams is going to be back. The Cardinals have been playing a little better since Kyler's return, but I don't think he's fully acclimated to the new offensive system yet. Because uh, he, he hasn't found a way to get the ball to his best wide receiver in, uh, in Hollywood Brown. Uh, even if Cup misses the game, I don't see that being a problem since we saw exactly what it looks like in the beginning of the season where Cooper was out and we had Stafford and Puka and that connection was looking like the best QB wide receiver duo in the league. Uh, that along with Kyron Williams return running the ball against the Cardinals horrible run defense. I had the Rams winning on the road. Yeah, I have the Rams as well. And it's the Rams are playing better football than the Cardinals Cardinals have been. And yes, Kyler came back and he's, given them some life, but he doesn't fill all the holes that the Cardinals have. No, not yet. Yeah, um, I'm surprised that the line is as close as it is. 
What's that? I'm surprised the line is as close as it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's, well, Cardinals are at home. Kyler is playing better. That defense is the is a big problem. Yeah, I mean, but the Rams, they, yeah, I guess maybe. Is it because Cup is out? Possibly. And how did Stafford do last week? Uh, I don't know the stat line, but it wasn't great. They barely beat the Seahawks, and it was only on a missed field goal at the end of the game. Yeah, but they beat the Seahawks, and I would say the Seahawks are better than the Cardinals. <laughs> I would agree. Right? Yes. So why are the Cardinals favored? I don't know the answer. I'm taking the Rams, too. Underdog. Let's get it. Let's do it. Browns, 7-3. and three. Man, DTR is inheriting a nice team. <laughs> yes. At the Broncos, 5-5. Five and five. The Broncos are favored by one. Over-under is a gross 35 points. Man. Defense. Not much scoring. Uh, I didn't believe in the Browns last week. But it makes me want to trust them against Denver. Um, you know, but then Denver is playing better than the Steelers. So it's reasonable to see a close game um, between Pittsburgh and Cleveland last week. That's where the Steelers come in. Um, Steelers played Cleveland last game last week. It was a close game that came down to the last minutes. And if Denver's better than the Steelers, then does Denver win that game? Denver's at home. They're playing good. Uh, roll Tide or whatever Russell Wilson says. <laughs> roll Tide. Isn't that an Alabama thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was wrong. I just thought it was funny. Uh, Yeah, the Broncos. And it was. Been... It was funny. It was funny. I agree. <laughs> Broncos have been playing much better football in the last four weeks with wins against the Packers, Chiefs, Bills, and Vikings. Now they play against the best defense in the league, but the problem with the Browns is a QB. DTR did get a win last week, but only threw for 163 yards against a awful Pittsburgh defense that's been giving up over 240 yards per game through the air. If DTR can't figure it out against the Steelers, I don't know how he does anything against the Broncos that have only been giving up 17 points per game during their win streak. The Broncos haven't been good against the run, but if they play that bend-don't-break kind of game and only allow field goals they can get a win against Cleveland. I'm taking the Broncos. There's so many games this week that I just hate. Got to love the time of year. Well, it seems like every week there's like three or four games where I'm like, man, I just don't know who to pick, and I know I'm going to pick the wrong one. And that's where the professionalism comes in. We need to figure out how to pick the right games. Oh, we need to be pros. Yes, Shit. pick I pros. I keep forgetting that part. All right. We'll be pros on this next one. Bills. Six and five at the Eagles, who are nine and one. Eagles are favored by three and a half over under 48 and a half. Um, one interesting thing that I found here is that so the Eagles are favored, and I don't understand why, but ESPN analytics has the Bills as favorites. Really? Like ESPN analytics has the Bills as more likely to win this game, and I don't you know, just go with them. But I use that as like a barometer. Is my pick reasonable? And I just, I was surprised to see that because the Bills have not been playing well. Stefan Diggs is like, the Bills may have just gotten back on track against the Jets, but it was the Jets. Yes. Stefan Diggs is still in a funk in Buffalo. Like he's just not involved. And I don't know if their future is kind of ending. The Eagles have won four in a row with three of them against top teams like the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Dolphins. I just everything to me points to this is the Eagles game. 
yeah, it's it's just surprising to me to to see that uh, on ESPN. Um, not that I should put much weight into it, but normally it, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, this makes sense to me. But this one doesn't make sense, and I'm and it it makes me question that they know something I don't know. Yeah, it's it's strange to hear that because like like the Eagles, they just proved exactly how tough they really are. Down by ten at the half to the Chiefs on Monday night. They allowed no second half points uh, and outscored Kansas City 14-0 to get a huge win on the road. Uh, the Bills looked great this past week and got the revenge against uh, the Jets for their week one loss. They put up 32 points against the Jets and with that stout defense, that is the most the Jets have given up all year. Uh, even though they had a rather easy win against Zach Wilson, Josh Allen threw another interception, his seventh game in a row with at least one pick his 12th pick of the season. He's going to have to go without any mistakes if he hopes to beat the, the, the Eagles. If Philly wins a turnover ball, battle, it's going to be next to impossible to, to beat them. Uh, they are playing at a very high level. They don't panic if teams jump out to an early lead on them. And they find ways to win even when their top players are shut down like A.J. Brown was against the Chiefs with his one catch for eight yards. The Bills have been going back and forth most of the year. If they aren't playing at their best, it's going to be hard to keep up with Philly. I'm not convinced that they have it in them. I got the Eagles to win. Yeah, me too. Um, and then we have the Chiefs, seven and three, at the Raiders, six, uh, five and six. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorite, eight and a half point favorites. Over under is forty three. It, it was, it Raiders... was nine and a half. It, it got back. Okay. Yeah. 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 The Raiders aren't terrible but they're just not on the same level as the Chiefs. Sometimes I like to make a pick simple. Uh, and these teams recently both played the Dolphins in back-to-back weeks. The Chiefs won by seven and the Raiders lost by seven. So I, I, it's just to, to put it in a simple terms, the Chiefs are better. They're just a better team than the Raiders. So I'm taking the oh, Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's surprising. Uh, with how good the Chiefs are, they've been surprisingly bad in the second half of games, scoring a league low 53 second half points all season. That's that was shocking. A shocking stat for me to see. Uh, they've still been winning games because of their defense. It's been fantastic all year. The Raiders have been bad in the first and second half of games, only averaging 16 points per game. Uh, I don't know how they have five wins with an offense that ranks second to last with only 295 yards per game. But, uh, it won't matter how bad the Chiefs play in the second half when the Raiders can't score at all anyways. So I expect the Chiefs to win and to cover the spread. This is my third spread pick of the week, Chiefs. There you go. And we got the Ravens 8-3 and three at the Chargers 4-6. and six. I'm not falling for it again, Chargers. <laughs> Sunday night football here. Yeah. Ravens are three-and-a-half point favorites. Over-under is 47. Yeah, with how well the Chargers have played on offense, we keep expecting them to win games. Herbert has been playing great, 19 touchdowns, only five interceptions on the season. Keenan Allen has been ridiculous. He's leading the league with 83 receptions and is fourth with uh, over 1,000 yards, 1,011 yards receiving so far. Uh, LA's problem is their 32nd-ranked defense in terms of total yards given up per game with over 418 yards. Uh, now they play a Ravens team whose offense can keep up with any team. 
and has a defense that can and does take down even the top offenses in the league, like their 38-6 to victory over the Lions in Week 7. No matter how good we want the Chargers to be, they aren't going anywhere with that defense. I have the Ravens taking down another good offense and getting the win. Yeah, I, I'm done trying to believe in the Chargers. Um, their last two wins were against Tyson Bajan and Zach Wilson. It's just not impressive. No. The Ravens are a contender for a deep playoff run. Uh, this should be a pretty easy one. Yeah. I'm taking the Ravens on the spread. I expect them to win by more than three and a half. There you go. Which feels pretty straightforward. I mean, three and a half just feels too low. Give me six and a half and I might still do it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. With how good the Ravens defense is, I, I agree. Yeah. And the last one of the week is my favorite. The Vikings get two primetime games in a row. Yeah. Sunday night last week, Monday night this week. That's crazy. Yep. The Bears, three and eight. With Fields at the Vikings, six and five with Dobbs. Um, Vikings are three and a half point favorites. Over under is 43. The Bears are better with Justin Fields, but they're just not a complete team. There's holes causing this three and eight record. I, um, Minnesota, I think, gets back on track with a win here against the Bears. Yeah, both these teams, they suffered heartbreaking losses last week. Uh, Maybe not that heartbreaking for the Bears. Minnesota lost to the Broncos when Russell Wilson completed the go-ahead touchdown with a minute remaining in the fourth quarter. The Bears lost to the Lions after leading by 12 with four minutes to go in the game. The difference here, the difference here is the Vikings want to win, and I don't think the Bears do. Giving up that kind of lead so late in the game makes it seem like they're in tank for Caleb mode. Justin Fields, I'm sure, will be doing everything he can to prove his worth as he'll pretty much be be auditioning for his next team over the last seven weeks of the season. But the Bears' defense, which has given up the fourth most 26 points a game, will be doing what they do best, and that's let other teams win. I have the Vikings. Yeah, I actually – yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I have the Vikings getting the victory in this. I actually think that Fields is – I don't – he's not he's not elite, right? But I think he's a reasonable quarterback when you consider what he can do with his legs. Yeah. Just as a just as a player, I do believe he belongs as a starter in the league. Yeah. It's you don't but he can't be the person. He's not a, a Mike Vick or a Lamar Jackson who you can build your team around. Well, actually, here that's this that's actually a good analogy with Mike Vick. By by himself, he can't win games. Mike sure. Vick's teams were never you know, he didn't win the Super Bowl. You need a good team around him. And if he, if his price is low enough that you can build a team around him, I think that he could be good somewhere. Yeah, he can run an offense. If, like they showed last year when they, they let him actually run the ball and he figure out how to combine his running with passing and actually be a decent passer, he can be a good quarterback. Yeah, when I mean, you, we saw when you don't know what he's going to do, he, had, he can do anything. DJ Moore had over 200 yards. I mean, he can, he can do it. Yeah. Um, but, but when, you know, but the, the Bears have a bad team. So I, personally, I would love it if the Bears gave up on him. The problem is they're not going to trade him in division, but I would take him as a Vikings fan. Yeah, with the way the Vikings defense has been playing, that, yeah. could, that could be a good fit. And you don't, and when someone's giving up on a, fir, on a first-round quarterback, you don't have to pay a first-round pick. When they're giving no. up, you pay less. Yes. You know, you pay a second. So. Yeah, I would rather have Fields for a second than, you know, take 
J.J. McCarthy, you know, in the first. Yeah, um, I agree. J.J. McCarthy is like the fourth best college quarterback that people are talking about. And it's like, that's who people say the Vikings are kind of like, if they can get a quarterback, it's probably going to be no better than him. It's like, well, let's, I'd rather, you know, trade for somebody that's better. Yeah, know. trade for someone who we know can throw when he's given the time and can also run on any team he wants to. And, he, and he's still young. And then you give him Kevin O'Connell's, you know, offensive mind. I think that it could be awesome. You know, it, yeah. I just look at Josh Fields Dobbs. Is, Josh Dobbs Fields is this, Dobbs plus plus. Yeah, you put Dobbs in the system and he looks good. You yeah. put Justin and Fields I, in the Fields system. Fields is better than great. Dobbs. I don't think, I think that that's just a fact. Yeah. So, um, I think there's some Vikings fans that would disagree with me because Josh Dobbs is God now. But <laughs> yeah, Josh Dobbs will not be there next season. Yeah, it's if he if he's if if they turn like I have thoughts on this last game where at the very end Josh Dobbs looked bad at the very end, but the rest of that game it wasn't lost because of Josh Dobbs. Um, if he goes on, continues to go on a run, and we make the playoffs, he might be the back next year. Um, Possibly. But I don't – but I still would rather it be somebody else. Yeah. Well, yeah. How long Josh has been in, in the league? Like six years, seven years. Long enough to know that he's not a full-time starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. It's just – it's just true. Um I like him. I like him. He's a good guy. He likes to put, he puts funny, uh, funny like memes and stuff about himself on like TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And yeah. I like seeing those. If it's funny. Yeah. It's hey, good. make fun of yourself. It's, it's a good strategy. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right. So our underdog, you have a lot of underdogs this week. Uh, yeah. I surprisingly, I picked four underdogs this week. I'm not really happy about that, but going over the games, I'm, I, I'm not flip. I'm not going back. Yeah. I got the Texans, Texans over the Jags. I got the Saints over the Falcons, the Giants over the Patriots, and now with the line movement, the Rams over the Cardinals. Yep. And uh, oh, so I got to add another one. Um, so I, I also have the Saints over the Falcons, Giants over the Pac- Patriots, and Rams over Cardinals. So I agree with you on three of those. So that sounds to me like we only have one difference all week, and it's the Texans Jags game. Oh yeah, look at that. Um. So. So you go could either Texas. catch me or I could go up by another. But, yeah. yeah. And then for our spread picks, I have the Cowboys 12 and a half points over the Commanders, the Ravens three and a half points over the Chargers, and the Saints uh, getting one point with the Falcons. So I hate that getting one point. So like if it's a tie, <laughs> yeah. if it's a tie, my pick wins. But um, I do have the Saints winning. So if they're getting points, let's do it. Yeah, I have uh, three of the higher spreads of the week. I got the Lions, seven-and-a-half-point favorites over the Packers, the 49ers, seven-point favorites over the Seahawks, and the Chiefs, eight-and-a-half-point favorites over the Raiders. All right. All right. So we're going to come back next week with some uh, with some good news. How about yes. That? Yes, great news. Fantastic news. How one of you? us will be perfect, and the other person got one wrong. Yes, exactly. That's fantastic right there. That's what happens. That's, That's professionals. Happen. Yeah, if we do that, then we are professionals. Yes, sir. All right. We've made well, it. <laughs> we're back. We're back on track. 
with a recording. I'm going to listen to this one before I put it up there to make sure it actually has sound. <laughs> yes, I was very, very, uh, I was very disappointed last week when I put on the podcast. I'm like, this is dead air right now. What's going on? And it was well, so, and it wasn't even was the music there? No, nothing at all. Yeah, so that doesn't make sense. So it wasn't the recording itself. Yeah, I'm right? very confused by it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we don't have to troubleshoot it on the air, but probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> we could. Maybe people want to know. We got three and a half minutes. Let's run it down. <laughs> uh, good luck. Just uh, are you coming to are you coming to Thanksgiving tomorrow? I'll be there. All right, I'll see you there. See ya. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.